This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And good morning, good afternoon. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host here for the next 30 minutes on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vet with Dr. Jeff. We're here for you, we're here for your pets, we're here to answer questions, whatever it is you want to talk about. You got me. Take advantage of it. A couple of ways to get a hold of me. Easiest phone number, 877-385-8882. It's again, 877-385-8882. You can send me a note right here to drjeff at Pet Life Radio. It'll be forwarded to me live on air or... I think the most fun way, of course, is to join us here live on Google Hangouts. So go to PetLifeRadio.com, click on the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff tab, scroll down to the middle of the page, and you will see a very long, don't have to memorize it, don't have to copy it, just click on it. Link to Google Hangouts, and you can see be here with me live, have your pet with you, and we can talk about anything you want to talk about. And as I said, get used to this kind of communication, because, uh, I mean, I know something I'm working on is launching in January, February, telehealth, telemedicine, it is here to stay. I have to tell you, interestingly, I think I may told you the statistic. In 2016, there were 350,000 Americans, you guys, people, used a telehealth, telemedicine app for themselves, for their own health. And in 2017, eight and a half million. So it's something that is growing by leaps and bounds, added convenience, less money, and many, many, many of the things that you are concerned about, especially when it comes to emergencies, things that you can just talk to a veterinarian, talk to your veterinarian, hopefully, and uh, it can be taken care of on the phone. You don't have to get in the car. You don't have to fight traffic. Uh, you don't have to park. And, uh, and you don't have to stress your poor pet. Those who get stressed going to the vet, of course, my, my, my patients love coming in. But, uh, you know, you could, as I, I joke, I get more tongue than anybody I know. But I will tell you that it's sort of the wave of the future. So uh, it's not a bad idea to practice here by joining us here live Google Hangouts. doesn't cost you anything, and you get some uh, good advice. So as we know, I like to go through uh, some news items. I want to get to something we talked about uh, quickly last week. I told you that we're going to talk about the holidays, holiday hazards. You know, we, we are starting one of them tonight, Hanukkah's tonight. So we have to make sure that we are well aware some of the potential dangers. Christmas is around the corner. We just finished Thanksgiving. Hope all of the, your pets and you did fine through Thanksgiving. So it's a fun time of year. It's a great festive time of year, but we also want to make sure that we are being very cautious when it comes to our pets. So first of all, no surprise, another food recall. This one, no, not salmonella, not E. coli. Basically, it's it's too much vitamin D. So you say, <laughs> can you get too much vitamin? Yes, you can. Now, there are two types of, you know, we, we know there are water-soluble vitamins and the fat-soluble vitamins. Water-soluble vitamins, the most common are the Bs and the Cs. Yes, you can, there's, it's very hard to get too much. Whatever is taken in excess is going to just be peed out. Not a problem for your pet. Not a problem for you. And like I say, you know, this is where I like to push the limit a little bit. Let's say you knew, for example, that you needed, you know, 100 milligrams of vitamin C a day to prevent scurvy. That's all you need, 100 milligrams. Okay. Now, and you also knew that there's no downside to taking more than 100 because it's water-soluble. If you were going to push that envelope, would you push it to, you're going to take 101 milligrams or you're going to take 300 milligrams? So since there's no harm in taking too much, I think I'd want to, you know, everybody's a little different. If, that, if, it's 100, if they say 100 milligrams, it's probably you need less. But if you're going to do it just in case, you're not going to bump it up by one milligram. So same thing with pets. And, uh, you know, when we have the, the water soluble, the Bs and the Cs, you can push the limits more comfortably. But 
A, D, E, and K, vitamins A, D, E, and K are fat-soluble vitamins, and therefore there are some issues associated with overdoing it. And that's what happened with the Sunshine Mills. They have the Evolve Sportsman Pride and Triumph. Those brands had to be recalled because of too much vitamin D. One of the things it can do, it causes vomiting, appetite loss, increased thirst, and thus urination, and also renal dysfunction. So it's not one of those carte blanche, you know what, I'm going to want to push to the limit a little bit. I'm going to take more than I need. Yeah, a little bit is okay, but you can't. You got to be careful how much you take more. So anyway, be careful with those brands. Once again, Evolve, Sportsman's Pride and Triumph. You want to go online, check with Sunshine Mills, see when the recall is off, when it's safe to buy those foods again. And uh, anyway, so just be careful. Here's a cool one. Ikea, that's pretty big here in the States. Well, guess what? It's also big in Italy. And they are, they set up a living room for stray dogs, which provides shelter from the foul weather. And um, actually, so people can come in and sit in the Ikea dog living room and adopt some dogs. And many dogs have been adopted that way. So that's really cool. That's my hats off to Ikea. Ivy's taking a responsible approach to uh, to pet care and, and the problem of overpopulation. And, uh, you know, like I'm sure you've seen those commercials on TV with the dogs outside, uncared for. They're tugging at your heartstrings. You, they want to take your money. It's a, obviously really, really amazingly good causes, but the problem is out there. So any way you can help solve that problem on your own, hey, take in a bunch of strays. That's fine if you can. So uh, I think what Ikea is doing is really cool. This is something that I found very interesting, and it baffles my mind in many ways. Every couple of years, I go to the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles here. It's a, it's a big one, CHLA. And um, I talk to faculty, residents, interns about pets. I talk about zoonotic diseases, how to prevent them, what are the problems, the ramifications, always in conjunction with a medical doctor, an MD, and also about dog bites. And you know, it's, it's amazing. These are the pediatricians of the future that are going through residencies at Children's Hospital. So these are the ones that will be discussing matters with the clients, with pet owners. And I'm going to tell you a story after this that, that really shocked me to no end about the the concern or the knowledge that our medical doctors have of pets as they expect us through things like bites and zoonotic diseases to have about people. So anyway, uh, pediatricians should now start, and they're, they're promoting this, to ask parents about exposure of their children to animals because a lot of the diseases that they may be dealing with or symptoms may be related to having had contact with an animal with same disease or just a carrier or even if it was just a dog that had a tick on it, and then the child is experiencing some symptoms and most likely, very likely related to possibly a tick bite and the many, many different diseases the ticks could carry. So so they want to share information on safe handling, all right? And this is, an, and they're getting information provided from the American Veterinary Medical Association, Centers for Disease Control, and the American Academy of Pediatrics. And, you know, though we know, that, you know I'm not, we're not trying to scare parents away from having pets, because exposure, actually, we know this, can actually improve a child's health. If they're exposed to animals early on, it builds up their immunity. So there are some actually very positive things about this. But also, we have to worry about transmitting diseases if they are not cautioned, if they are not handled properly. So that becomes a big issue. And of course, their recommendation is, and I, and I, I don't necessarily disagree, but I mean, obviously, there's a caveat here too, that households with young children should probably not have what we call non-traditional pets. You know, exotic pets, things that may be even illegal in the United States to have, 
big cats, whatever the case may be. Obviously, the regular pets, like the small little pocket pets and the dogs and the cats, they're fine. But if you have any non-traditional, really kind of weird snakes, lizards, whatever, then maybe not a good idea to have around small children unless they're or until they're old enough to understand the, the importance of proper handling, uh, responsibility, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, I, oh, the story I wanted to share with you, this happened years ago. A woman comes into my office, clearly pregnant. And I have to underline clearly pregnant because I have made the mistake before. For anyone out there who has made this mistake, you know exactly what it feels like when you say, oh, so when are you expecting? When are you due? And then, I'm not pregnant. Oh, my God. Talk about wanting to, like, crawl under a table. Oh, God. It's, oh, well, anyway, that baby's got to be crowning before I'm going to go, oh, oh, you're pregnant. I didn't even know. But when you know what I mean, clearly pregnant. And um, they have cats. So, of course, or even young families that are talking about starting to have a start a family, and they have cats. And I, as a veterinarian, always talk to them about essentials of a pregnant woman around a cat, especially a cat that's an indoor-outdoor cat. And my biggest concern is something called toxoplasmosis. Toxoplasmosis, it's a parasite, it's a bacterial-type infection that is extremely toxic to unborn children. Mom carrying it, no symptoms. A cat carrying it, little to no symptoms. But the damage done to a fetus is horrendous. So years and years ago, I did a segment with a, a TV doc, Dr. Dean Adele, and we were talking about zoonotic diseases. And, you know, from the, from the animal side, just like I do at Children's Hospital and from the human side, and a woman was on with her severely affected daughter who was in a, confined to a wheelchair, developmentally disabled, physically disabled, just, it was terrible. And what was the problem? Toxoplasmosis. And the point that Dean, Dr. Dean was talking about, is this woman's OBGYN never asked, not even on the patient information form, do you own any pets? Do you own a cat? And that is a critical piece of information that any expecting pregnant woman needs to know about because the damage, potential damage to a fetus is just terrible. So it's very interesting, I find, that on the human side, and I always ask, I, I want to make sure that even when my, you know, with our kids and, and my daughter, one has two kids already, one is, is expecting in January, of course they know that you just can't. If you're going to have cats, you should not clean the litter box unless you're wearing gloves. Have your husband do it. Husband should do it anyway. If you're a gardener, if you like to garden, don't garden without good heavy-duty gloves because outdoor cats might defecate in your garden. And these are things that are terribly dangerous. If you should get something on your hands and then you put it in your mouth, it is really bad. So that's just FYI. MDs, MDs really need to know a little bit more about the potential issues when it comes to families and pets. And, uh, and this is something that, that I kind of knew. Uh, and this is interesting that uh, <laughs> study on women who allow dogs to sleep on their beds. They're interestingly more likely to sleep soundly than having a cat or a human partner sharing the bed. It appears that dogs have an innate ability to sort of to comfort us when sleeping, help us sleep more soundly. And here's the key when it comes to that human partner and not disturb the sleep of your partner. So um, that was a, sort of a cute story. And I think it's true. My bed is full of animals. Uh, in fact, there's often no room for me. I'm the last one to get in. And um, so uh, I, I think they talk to each other. And as soon as they hear me coming up the stairs, they're saying, quick, let's spread out, let's spread out. So they don't give me any room. So, uh, okay, don't go away. We'll be right back. 
We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photoprop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations, and treat bowls, cups, and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com And welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. I want to talk about the holidays. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the first one in the string, well, we actually the second one, we had Thanksgiving, Hanukkah starts tonight, and then Christmas coming up in a couple of weeks. So, so here are the, you know, the issues that we have to realize. There are main categories of potential problems when it comes to holidays. So you got your foods, you got your decorations, you got the gifts, and of course you have the visitors. And these are areas where we have to be very, very careful with our pets. Let's talk foods. So you know the basics, I'm sure you've heard this like crazy. We have to watch out for fatty foods. So, for example, if the, just with potato pancakes, latkes, the fried in oil, the donuts, all the fried in oil, there's a lot of grease. Oil, fatty foods can cause pancreatitis, especially in dogs. We've got to be very careful. The finger foods, the munchies, like the nuts and raisins and um, chocolates, the things that might be sitting out of the table, again, very, very potentially dangerous to dogs. We've got to be very careful with that, too. Raisins, we don't know which dogs are going to have a sensitivity to raisins. So with the record of raisins, grapes, we just don't give any to be safe. Chocolate, again, the darker the chocolate, the more potentially dangerous. The lighter the chocolate, I mean, white chocolate is probably fine. No, totally. There's really no chocolate, no cocoa in it. But the theobromine, that is the active ingredient of cocoa. It's very, very concentrated in dark chocolate and cocoa powder. Pure 100% cocoa powder, very dangerous. Milk chocolate, uh, baked goods that have chocolate in it uh, aren't usually as bad because they're they're so diluted out but again you want to be very very careful skins of turkey for example or chicken ham very fatty so again we need to be very very careful when it comes to that and nuts nuts uh, a lot of oil well you know walnuts be toxic macadamia nuts very rich in fats so these are things we want to be careful plus not to mention the fact that you know, little nuts like that can get lodged into a throat, especially if a cat gets a hold of it or a small dog. So again, we, it's just exercise caution. Decorations. You know, there's a lot of string. Cats, and we know, love string. Candles. You know, cats are intrigued by flickering flames. Say that 10 times fast. Flickering flame. So they will go up to a, a candle, whether it's a decorative candle, whether it's a, a candle for the holiday, and they want to tap it. They want to look at it because they see the flicker and they're moving objects and they can knock it over, start a fire. So do not, do not leave. Well, first of all, you shouldn't leave candles lit unattended anyway, but certainly not with a cat nearby. Do not even take that chance. Be very, very cautious. And again, as 
you know, the gifts are around and, and kids are unwrapping their gifts and they're having like, a, you know, just a, a blast. There's sorts of all sorts of strings and, and ribbons. Again, it's just a, a reason to be somewhat cautious. Just, you know, look, it's, we know there are a lot of people coming by. Often that's what's so nice about the holidays. It's very festive. We got a lot of visitors, you got family, friends coming over. That type of commotion can somewhat upset our pets. Cats might freak, they might try to bolt. Dogs might do the same. If you have animals that are prone to that type of behavior, you want to just be extremely cautious. Make sure, again, that you can put them in a safe room, that uh, if you have a fenced yard and it's not freezing outside like it is, like well, it's not like here in California because it's not, uh, they can stay outside and just make sure the, the yard is well fenced. There's no escape routes. Definitely have them have ID identification. And, um, and also from the food issue, when you have dogs that are well socialized and do like to hang around and you have guests there that love dogs and are, are just so thrilled that that dog is sitting by them because, you know, the family members already know better. So the dogs don't waste time with you. But when that guest comes, that chin is on the lap of that guest drooling as they're sitting there eating and just begging for a little something for food. So be very, very cautious to tell your guests, not a good idea. Please refrain from feeding the pets from the table. But having said that, as you are creating your lists for the holidays, if not done so already, make sure that you include your pets on that list. Give them things that they like. Give them things that occupy, that can occupy them while everybody else is opening and enjoying the festivities. The dogs can have their fun too. Get them that favorite bone, that toy, whatever it is. And, um, and also as far as foods, it wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe feed them their food at the same time you are inside the dining room or wherever eating your food. So again, they'll be preoccupied and uh, that will keep them safer as well. And uh, you know, if you have dogs, as I said, that are kind of freak out with all the company, it would be maybe safer for everybody involved to uh, you know, put them in a different room. And you know, it's kind of like we talked about same same thing with like Halloween, same thing with Thanksgiving. All the holidays, though they're great, we want to include our pets. They've got to be a, a little bit careful sometimes, again, depending on your pets. I mean, mine, mine are fine. They love the company. They chill. They jump. You know, they're all over the couch. They're, they're sitting on laps. But again, it all depends on, and you know your pets best. You know your dogs. You know what turns them on. You know, what, you know how they respond and react, et cetera. And, uh, and therefore, it's just the precaution. So once again, it's the foods, mostly fatty foods, raisins, nuts, grapes, chocolate, uh, anything that's too rich, you know, too much. Oh, what I, one thing I should add to this list. I mean, you're going to think, of course, people know that alcohol, alcohol is, believe it or not, there are many dogs out there that don't mind the taste or may even like the taste of alcohol, especially when it's buried in something that's really sweet or tasty otherwise. And they will, they will absolutely drink on many occasions, and the intoxication does happen to dogs. I'll take you a quick story. I was, uh, when I was in college, I was in Berkeley in the, oh, a long time ago, early 70s. And I was at a, uh, a party with one of my, my lab. I brought my lab up with me to school. Beautiful black lab named Thor. And um, anyway, I was at a fraternity party. Everyone's drinking their beers. And all of a sudden, some guy notices some wet all over his hand. And he's kind of, he was holding his, you know, that big, huge plastic red, you know, uh, glass of beer that cup and uh, was it like it's a 16 ounce or whatever 12 ounce and and it's my dog was lapping up his beer from his hand he thought instead of like pulling it away and saying get away thor he said oh my god this is great he likes beer before you know it all the friends are offering my dog beer well he totally got drunk and uh 
we were running at one point and we had to make a turn, a right turn from, you know, on, a, on from one street to another. And he was running to kind of catch up with me. And he was drunk enough that he couldn't quite make the turn and ran, ran into a garbage can. So you have to know it does affect our pets. Be very, very careful. It's not fun. It's not cute. It's like how, sir, I'm sure you've gone online and seen many dogs in different states of, I would say, uh, not unconscious, but certainly having some issues brain-wise because their owners or their owner's friends were getting them high on marijuana. And the effects are there. They're not pretty. It's not safe for a dog. It's not healthy for the dog. So, you know, you want to refrain from doing stuff like that in any way, shape, or form. So add alcohol to the list of things we got to be very careful to avoid during the holidays. And then as in the gifts, keep them involved, keep them active, don't shoo them away, but also make sure they stay safe. And you as well, make sure to stay safe. I'm traveling for the next couple of weeks, so I will not be here live, but we will definitely, you will hear me of me because we have some you know, good shows to, uh, to play. And um, anyway, have a, uh, for those who celebrate Hanukkah, have a very, very great fun Hanukkah starting tonight and Christmas on the 25th, likewise. And, but we will be back. I will be back just before Christmas and we will talk uh, and remind you of some of these things as well as we get very, very close to the Christmas and ultimately New Year holidays. So have a great week, couple of weeks, everybody. If you want to get a hold of me, if you want me to, if there are any questions you want me to help answer, help you with your pets, help you with a problem, um, give you some advice. If you're sort of at that point of, oh, I don't know which way to go and I'm not getting all the information you need for my vet, um, please get a hold of me here on Pet Life Radio, drjeff at petliferadio.com. Also, if you can, um, please follow me on Instagram. I can only promise you, you'll get some things. I do some educational stuff there, but you will see a lot of great pictures of uh, that, why <laughs> it'll be very clear to you why I love what I do every day because when you see the fun I have at work, you'll know what I mean. So that is at Dr. Jeff Werber on Instagram. You can also catch me on Facebook. So, you know, all the regulars. So anyway, if you have any questions, get a hold of me. All right, uh, that's all for now. Thank you very much for joining me here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. Thanks. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>